One of the biggest things that I've come to understand from this whole experience is that the biggest success factors in the process of writing a book, developing a business, making an impact with your message are the least sexy, exciting thing, right? It's just reaching out to people, talking to them, understanding how you can help them or how you can write a book that can help them, that kind of stuff. The rest of the, the speaking, the, the book sales, if that's relevant, public relations, all those things that are potentially more fun and exciting and, and noteworthy, they're all great. But if they're not built on a solid foundation, they're not going to do jack. Welcome to The Author's Leverage, the podcast where we explore the journeys that await you beyond your book. I'm your host, Parshel Tashi, and in each episode, we connect with best-selling authors, publishing experts, and industry pros to unveil the pathways that enable you to leverage and amplify your book for extraordinary impact and income. Whether you're a seasoned author or just embarking on your authorpreneur adventure, prepare to be inspired. Today, we're joined by a guest who's going to share some invaluable insights with us. But before I introduce them, I want to invite you to download your copy of our ebook and its companion digital workbook. It's called Five Ways to Get More Bang for Your Book. It's a comprehensive guide to supercharge your author journey, and you can find it below this episode, along with where you can connect with us on social media, subscribe, and rate the podcast. Now, let's dive into today's episode and take a sneak peek into the future of your success as an author. Love conversations like the one I'm about to have because this is all about accelerating your journey as an author. And really, right now, when we think about how we're using our time, how we are, you know, actively engaging in our expertise, uh, when you're simply talking about it, when you're doing a podcast, when you're writing, when you're consulting, like all of these elements come together that really allow you to leverage your book. But here's what I'm excited about we're talking about how you can leverage your book before it's even published right? Because there's some value to even being able to share with a colleague or with a potential lead or with an organization to say, hey, I'm in the process. Now I'm going to be releasing a book at this time. At that point, you were leveraging this. So I'm excited. We're talking about that and also talking about essentially once you are in that space of leveraging your book before it's published, how you can tighten this lens of time, right? You know, once you have that flow going, right? How can we be really efficient with our time? So today I'm talking with the expert who knows all things in that direction. So if you haven't met him yet, uh, Ben Joya is a four-time best-selling author, podcast, and international radio show host whose teachings are used by more than 80,000 leaders and game changers around the world. Ben helps folks write great books in as little as five weeks to enjoy a five-figure speaking fees and attract six-figures consulting. And again, this is before publishing your book. He's trained hundreds of millionaires and helped a Fortune 100 create an empathy video game, then also helped launch the world's largest magazine, AARP, and won a Patient Services Award from the ALS Association for creating their first mindfulness program. Ben, I'm so excited for this conversation and thank you so much for being here on The Author's Leverage. Oh, uh, it's my absolute pleasure to be here, Parshall. Thank you so much for having me in the mix. It's, an, it's really an honor. Yeah, this is, I, I love this this topic. So let's talk a little bit more about you. So Ben, I know that your work is, it spans helping authors write their books, doing it in record time. I know that was talked about in your bio and then helping them with securing high paying speaking engagements, consulting opportunities. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you became an expert in the publishing and cons consulting space. 
Yeah, thank you, Scott. There's so many aspects to this story. I always want to say it all at once and it doesn't fit out of my mouth at once. <laughs> Think about some of the funny highlights or interesting highlights. I wanted to write a novel since I was 12 years old and I've been writing and publishing things literally since I was 12 and 13, a yearbook all through high school and studying writing in college. And then I had an eight-year magazine history, career history with some big titles like AARP, Condé Nast Traveler, Modern Bride, <laughs> if you can imagine that. And all of those things were pointing me in, in a direction that I didn't know, right? It's funny how, how that can happen in our lives sometimes. And I made the leap to be an entrepreneur, what I think we're coming up on 15 years ago now. Some wonderful mentor of mine said, hey, I'm going to start my online business. Do you want to be my mark director? Pardon me director of marketing and sales. And I said, I would love to. He said, okay, that I have background in neither marketing nor sales. <laughs> and he said, yes, figure it out. And you know, I spent the first, let's say almost 10 years figuring out where do I fit in this? How do I fit in this? I had written one book during that time called Marketing with a Heart, what it sounds like. And then switched my brand and my business name over to Influence with a Heart. And right at that time, somebody found me on LinkedIn, like literally two weeks after I had changed the business name. And she said, hey, we're doing a two-day training event uh, at Stanford University with business people coming from out of the U.S. They're going to go visit Twitter and Google and LinkedIn, and then they're going to come to Stanford. Do you want to do the training? And I was like, of course I want to do the training, right? Because this was such a coup in my business. still be a coup in my business in this day, but this was an extra coup. So sorted out the contract with them, said, great. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you at the event. And I said, hey, listen to the event planner. And I had learned this from a, a business coach of mine. I said, I'm going to show up with autographed copies of my brand new book for everyone in your audience, for the staff and make it really special and memorable, give them a nice takeaway, stick around for photos. And the event planner said, that's amazing. Thank you so much. They're going to love it. But you're welcome. We hung up the phone and I went, oh crap, I have to write that book right now. <laughs> And I had six and a half weeks from the promise I made until the event, which meant that I had to write the book or create the book, if you will, in three weeks to have enough time to actually get it produced, get it printed, get it shipped, do the autographs, et cetera. And out of that experience, the event went really well. The event planning company hired me for several more speaking gigs couple at Stanford, University of Washington, a few other places. The people in the audience hired me to come do a training at their headquarters in Sydney, Australia the following year, which was real cool. And then in the middle of all of that kind of frantic, exciting activity, I got somebody to design a 3D cover of my book, right? Just a 3D digital cover. And we've been, I'm all about leveraging the book before it's done. Hey, I'm writing this book. Everybody look at the cover of my book. I'm so excited. Look at me. And somebody else reached out on LinkedIn and they're like, Hey, we're creating a mindfulness and empathy video game with MIT and a fortune 100 company. It's going to be played by 20,000 people. Do you want to write the curriculum? And I was like, of course I want to write the curriculum. Had I ever written a curriculum before? <laughs> and that turned into 10 months of consulting. Wow. Almost double six figures, which was another huge coup in my business at that point. Cause before that, that was seven times more money than I had made the year before. And I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Um, it took two years from that experience for me to go, 
oh, I can actually teach people how I did that, how to write a high quality book really fast, how to leverage the book strategically and tactically, right? Before it's done. And that has, that turned into what is now my business influence with a heart. Man. I love how your story connects to what you're doing because it really is such a multifaceted story of different different elements about what makes this process work that kind of magically came together, it feels, because you couldn't have planned any of that. <laughs> but it was what you were leveraging. You made a decision and made it happen. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. It was so interesting, too, because I, I, I made it happen and in the subsequent several years, as, as soon as I figured out that I could turn it into a thing, I started really looking at the methodology and I was like, how could I teach this so somebody wouldn't do it as I had done it? Because I was, you know, the proverbial bull in a China shop, just like, oh my God, I got to get this thing done just to try to make it happen. And, and I did, I pulled it off, but I don't want my clients pulling something off with their book. I want them to write a great book. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're in the room with me. So it was nice to be able to really take a step back, take a calm step back and look at the methodology and really dial in the methodology. Because one of the biggest things that I've come to understand from this whole experience is that the biggest success factors in the process of writing a book, developing a business, right, making an impact with your message are the least sexy, exciting thing. Right. It's just reaching out to people, talking to them, understanding how you can help them or how you can write a book that can help them, that kind of stuff. The rest of the, the speaking, the, the book sales, if that's relevant, the public relations, all those things that are potentially more fun and exciting and, and noteworthy, they're all great. But if they're not built on a solid foundation, they're not going to do jack. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And when I think about the effort that goes into writing a book, it's no small feat. We'd love to share a little bit more about your methods and how something like that is accomplished in a short time frame. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So there's a couple things. I can't give the, the super secret parts of this, but I can explain enough where people will go, oh, and it's funny because it's tremendously obvious when you hear it. The first thing, first and foremost, no matter where you are with your book, if you haven't started it, if you're halfway done, if you're almost finished, right, have conversations with your ideal clients about the book you're writing, right? Clarify the lens through which you're bringing forth the book by talking to your people. Get it from the horse's mouth, as they say, mm-hmm. right? because you talk to a bunch of your people, ask them about their challenges and goals and dreams and all that kind of stuff around the topic of the book, listen to their language, look at the trends right? Because you're an expert, I'm an expert, right? Everybody who's watching this, listening to this is an expert. And the biggest experts, pardon me, the biggest mistake that experts can make is writing a book because they, because they know stuff. I know stuff. I'm going to put it in a book. People will love it. No, they won't. <laughs> right? Not because the content's not good, because, but because they don't have the context and they don't have the framing for the information you're about to present them, right? Like when If you've ever given a presentation, and I'm sure you have, (laughs) right, probably quite a few, you you don't run in the room and saying, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, right? You give, you lay the groundwork. Hey, everybody, you're in the right place. I really get what you're up to. I used to be there, or I've helped a bunch of people like you. This is why it's relevant. This is why it's important. 
here's how it impacts the world here. Here's how it impacts your business. And then we're going to get to the steps and, but we're going to parse this out bit by bit because if you're not on board with me, whether it's in the presentation or in the pages of the book at the front end, Mm -hmm. you don't have any reason to stick around or keep reading or turning the pages or continuing to listen. Right. And if some people will sometimes skip right to the, uh, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the book, sometimes if often, I should say, if the book is not rendered effectively, right, because we don't know where somebody's going to read our book, where they're going to enter, where they're going to exit, right? Yes, we want to set it up at the front. And if somebody comes in on page 47, we still want to establish that they're in the right place, that we're the expert, right? We understand what they're up to and that the book is not the end all be all of the transformation, right? That the book is a space where we show the reader what's possible. Mm-hmm. So if we don't show them what's possible, whatever information we give them doesn't really do anything for them. Or we give them a bunch of information. They think they have the manual and they go do it by themselves. And it doesn't work that way either. Exactly. A hundred percent. And I value just the focus on the, on, on the listener, the reader, and making sure that it's of value to them and that of course remains priority, even starting with just being in conversation with them. That's such a powerful insight there. And I think also about your story and how you uh, essentially were able to leverage your book in several capacities before it was even ready. Because in that process of, like you said, you had a mock-up, you had some things that were just out there to help bring attention and visibility even before it was published and opportunities were still there because sometimes it's funny because it's like you're selling air or just a picture of something, right? (laughs) doesn't fully exist yet. It's just an idea, but it's a powerful idea and it's one that you're declaring that you're committed to and that it's coming. So it's automatically this, I don't know to call it status, if you will, that you can really start to leverage at that point for being the author of said book. Yeah. It's so incredible, right? There's such a history of books with, for, and among human beings for, I don't know how many, how, how long exactly, but it's been a long time, right? Mm, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and there's that, um, kind of mythic quality of books. Oh my God, you wrote a book. You must know something. Oh, I'm going to write a book. Oh, you're going to write a book. You must know something, right? The perception switches immediately and you could write crap book. I'm not recommending that, but you could write a crap book and from the outside, there can still be the perception that what the heck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And people like you and me, like we're going to use that for the good. <laughs> there are plenty of people who don't use that for so good. Right. You listener, you reader, or I should say you viewer, keep that in mind in all of this. Yes. It's great that people are writing the book and then peel back the curtain and make sure they're legit. Yeah. And what other strategies and ideas are worth considering if you're in the position of about to release a book, right? Just staying there a little bit. What are some tactics and strategies that are useful to start doing once you have made this commitment to releasing or publishing a book? Yeah. At the risk of repeating myself, keep having conversations about the book, whether you're just about to write it, just about to publish it, just about to edit it, because those conversations, if they're with your ideal clients, They not only provide great feedback, but they provide a bridge if you're doing them right for that person to become a client or a strategic partner in the future. So it's a hell of a great reason 
have a conversation with somebody, right, about your book. So do that. Another great thing is to update some something on your home homepage of your website and or your LinkedIn headline, right? Author of the forthcoming book X, or even if you don't know the title, author of a book about X, right? Because that right there is there's that credibility, right? And another kind of what's the word, an adjunct, if you will, to those conversations about the book is having conversations with potential partners, right? Hey, I'm writing a book about this thing. Well, maybe I can come teach some of that to, to your audience or to people in your mastermind, or I could come on your podcast because our topics online, that kind of thing, because people want great content right, for their podcast, for the people they're serving. And they can't always provide every single piece of content for their audience. And our audiences need to be shaken up a little bit to hear another voice, to have another perspective, of course, an aligned perspective. But I know when I bring a guest speaker into my book writing mastermind, I'll add a little fanfare to let my mastermind members know, hey, we have a guest speaker. Hey, we have a guest speaker. And more people show up to those calls. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, but I know I understand why, because it's even though I have a wonderful process for writing a book that's efficient and effective and all the things, there's still some of that grind of getting it done. So if I'm suddenly saying, hey, here's a great guest speaker who's going to talk about, for example, how to use your book to get more speaking gigs, right? To get conversations where somebody can invite you, then people are like, oh, oh, oh let me get in there. Oh, yeah. And really seeing the practical application is so compelling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you share a little bit about maybe one of your clients or a story that was, you know, pretty compelling in terms of just seeing the effect of what you're teaching and the approach? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I'll, I can share a few quickly because yeah, sure. there are different kinds of outcomes, but all speaking to the same results, uh, same kind of result. So for me, it's all about developing, clarifying the business at the front end of writing and creating the book, right? dial it in, talk to the right people, develop business, attract clients, do all that stuff, right? So one of my clients, her name is Monica. She had an opportunity to do a speaking gig with a global healthcare organization before her book was done, using the book as part of the leverage. And I was also coaching her on some of the negotiation. She was able to get a five-figure speaking fee before the book was done. And that was her first professional talk. She gets on the board with five figures and she's like, yeah. so that, that was fantastic. One other person, she wrote her book, got it out there. Somebody at Google found her book, reached out and they're like, Hey, can you come talk and we'll pay you? Right. So she got to speak at Google. So that was super cool and completely, she had no idea who that person was, but suddenly they are like, Hey, come talk. Wow. Um, yeah, that was neat. And the third one, which I love, I can't name the person for you know confidentiality reasons, but they were able to secure a six-figure consulting fee before the book was done and using the book as the bridge to that relationship and those conversations. These are really great stories. I highly recommend what you're showing and, and demonstrating to a number of authors because there's so much you can be doing in, in which, whichever time it takes you to write your book, right? You can still 
take these principles and start to really leverage it beforehand. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that and reflecting that. And the when it, we get down to brass tacks, as they say, it's like if you're trying to sell a bunch of books, there's nothing wrong with book sales, but a lot of times people like us, the greater leverage that we're going to get with our book comes from the relationships that we develop, right? Versus the book itself, right? You can try to sell 100,000 or 70,000 books to make 100,000 bucks, right? You could do that. That sounds terrible to me, but you could do that. <laughs> or you could use your book to develop relationships with one to 10 people who will pay you a hundred thousand bucks and give you the opportunity for so much more reach, so much more impact with so much less stress and effort and time, money, and energy. Such a huge point. Thank you for sharing that. Just really gives a shift in mindset and how we can shift just our thinking with our books and how we can leverage them. Would love for you to share a little bit more. Also, I know that you are always uh, coming up with interesting ways of helping supporting uh, authors get their message out. We'd love for you to share a little bit about the podcast and book roadmap uh, yeah. and, and what that looks like and how you help clients. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. So have this live event coming up. The next one is the first weekend of November. I believe that's third, fourth, and fifth. It's online. It is called the podcast and book roadmap. Good memory. Thank you. <laughs> and the idea is essentially how do you use a book and or podcast to create a global thought leadership masterpiece, right? How do you use your book, use your podcast to stand out? And, you know, for some people with a big message, right? A book is a great way to go. For other people, a podcast is the way, is a great way to go. And for some people, I like to remind them, hey, if you've written a book effectively, meaning that you've dialed it into your business, you've essentially created like 80% of the content or a podcast and vice versa. Mm. So what a great way to amplify your reach and impact very quickly and effectively and suddenly be that person who has, you know, a, a, a radio show going on over here and podcasts and a book, right. And being able to, you know, do them in a, a much more compressed window of time, not to drive you crazy compressed, but in the past, things like that could take two, five, 10 years, depending on who you are and who you're working with. Mm -hmm. right? And we're co-hosting with Donna Kundi, who is the podcast person. <laughs> and we figured out that yeah, if you do all the things right, <laughs> as in dial in the business, do the podcast or book, and then do the podcast or book, depending on what makes sense, yeah, you can do all of that stuff in as little as nine months. And imagine what your business and life would look like in that amount of time and imagine how many conversations you can have with people. Yeah. Hey, I'm writing a book about a thing. Let's talk. Or I'm doing a podcast about a thing. Let's talk. So many opening doors just because you have those your assets coming forth. That is huge. That is huge. And I want to highlight as well, just how, I guess, thoughtful and considerate of your time as an author is considered in what Ben is offering. Because it really is about still producing quality work, but doing it in a way that really with the right support can be done. And definitely check out its podcast and book.com. I will make sure that's listed on the show notes here. But Ben, as we're starting to wrap up the conversation, I would love for you to share any last words of advice that you might have for the listeners and then where folks can best contact them, get, a, get connected with you. Yeah, thank you. So easiest ways at my website, influencewithaheart.com. 
once again.com. You can see my stuff. There's a place to opt in for some wonderful content. And also you can just set up a call with me. Whatever's clever, please do your thing. And words of advice, wrap up words of advice. It is so much easier than ever for people like us to bring a high quality book into the world, to bring a great podcast into the world. Easier, more effective, lower cost than ever, or I should say lower investment than ever, right? Because it is an investment. And yes, do it. Yes, you can do it. Time is not an issue in the way it was before, right? Nothing is an issue in the way we've been brought up to think it has been. And people need your message now more than ever before. The world needs leaders now more than ever before. If you're not, if you don't see that, take it, take a look, <laughs> take a look again and take your shot because you don't know how long you're going to be alive. I don't know how long I'm going to be alive. And why exit this world with any regrets? Exactly. Exactly. Wow, Ben, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts today. This was awesome. Thank Those that you probably wouldn't know, but this is like part two of our conversation because we had some technical issues, but the timing is perfect. And I'm very grateful that we're able to have this time and have this conversation. Me too, Porshal. It's been such an honor to get to know you and also to be part of this amazing series of interviews that you're doing. And just you, you attract so many good people to you. So thank you. All right, that concludes another episode of The Author's Leverage. And I trust you're leaving today's conversation inspired and equipped to see your book as a source for so many possibilities. Before we part ways, I want to remind you to download your copy of the ebook and its digital companion workbook, Five Ways to Get More Bang for Your Book. Again, it's a roadmap that's going to be useful to help you unlock the full potential of your book. Find it on our website, connect with us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and share it along with a fellow author. Until next time, remember that your words have the power to change lives. So keep innovating, keep leveraging, and keep making an extraordinary impact. We'll see you next time.